0: Hello friends, I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Kings chapter 6 The company of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place there for us to meet. And he said, Go. Then one of them said, "'Won't you please come with your servants?' "'I will,' Elisha replied. And he went with them. They went to the Jordan and began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. "'Oh no,' my lord,' he cried out, "'it was borrowed.' The man of God asked, "'Where did it fall?' When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float." Lift it out, he said. Then the man reached out his hand and took it. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God then sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place, because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king, so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the very words that you speak in your own bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he's in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servants of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? the servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, This is not the road, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked. And there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, "'Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them?' "'Do not kill them,' he answered. "'Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? "'Set food and water before them, so that they may eat and drink, "'and then go back to their master.' "'So he prepared a great feast for them, "'and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, "'and they returned to their master. "'So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory.' Some time later, Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. There was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of seed of pods sold for five shekels. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, Help me, my lord the king! The king replied, "'If the Lord does not help you, where can I get help for you?' "'From the threshing floor, from the wine press." Then he asked her, "'What's the matter?' She answered, "'This woman said to me, "'Give up your son so that we may eat him today, and tomorrow we'll eat my son.' So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, "'Give up your son so that we may eat him.' But she had hidden the boy." When the king heard the woman's words, he tore his robes. As he went along the wall, the people looked, and they saw that under his robes he had on sackcloth. He said, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders today. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent a messenger ahead, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Don't you see how this murderer is sending someone to cut off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it shut against him. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? While he was still talking to them, a messenger came down to him. The king said, This disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Now, friends, I want to do this backwards. The last section of this chapter, from uh, verse 24 through verse 33, deals with a separate story about a siege of Samaria. Honestly, that belongs on the next chapter. It should be attached to chapter 7. The chapter break was done inappropriately. If you've never heard me say it, uh, the numbers and chapters are not part of the original text of Scripture. There were no chapter breaks, there were no verse numbers it was one continuous narrative for second kings and they broke the divisions for chapters and verses were made so that people could locate individual words more easily in fact initially it was done so they could sell language study books and locate the words that were being referenced in the books so in this case they made a terrible chapter division and i want to concentrate on the first 23 verses and so the first part of the story in the chapter, the group of prophets said to Elisha that um, we want to meet with you, but the place we're normally meeting is too small for all of us. So they said, let's go to the Jordan River and build a new place. And Elisha says, great, I'll go with you. So they go down, they start chopping down trees, and one of the axe heads flies off and lands in the water, iron axe head. And so the man cries out, it's a borrowed axe head, I'm in big trouble, and Elisha says, well, where did it fall? He showed him the place. And Elisha cut a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. Now, the implication from this is not that he skewered um, the axe head with the stick and then the two of them together floated to the top. This is some type of miracle, that he, uh, he cut the stick, threw it in the water, and then the iron floated. Um, the King James says, the axe head swam. And so whatever transpired here, the axe head was recovered, and it's recorded as a miracle. Next, the king of Syria, we find out, is at war with Israel. And so he makes plans to attack Israel, and the Lord tells Elisha what his plans are. Elisha goes and tells the king of Israel, and he thwarts the plans of Syria over and over and over again. So the king is outraged. He thinks there's a spy. He says, which one of us is is working for Israel? And one of his advisors said, "Um, you know, my lord, the king, it's none of us, but it's that Elisha, the prophet who's in Israel. He tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Now, a little bit of hyperbole with that, but he knows what's done in secret. He knows the secret plans because the spirit of God reveals them. And that's why Israel keeps defeating them. So the king of Syria says, "Um, I've had enough of this. Go capture that guy. And so this army, um, vast army, goes looking for Elisha. And they find uh, the town he's at. They surround the city. And um, the servant of Elijah gets up in the morning and sees this vast army surrounding the city and and runs screaming to Elisha and says, Oh, no, oh, no. What are we going to do? And Elisha's laid back. He goes, Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, of course, the servant doesn't see anybody with them. They're in this house. Maybe there's a couple of servants, but uh, there's certainly no army. And then Elisha prays. He says, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the spiritual eyesight of the servant. And he saw the hills were filled with horses and chariots of fire, all around Elisha. So there was a supernatural, invisible army. Elisha could perceive it, but the servant could not until the Lord opened his eyes. I'll come back to that. And so the the enemy troops are there, and rather than allow the, the supernatural, angelic warriors to fight them, Elisha prays to the Lord, strike this army with blindness, and the Lord struck them with blindness. Then Elisha leads them into the capital city of Samaria. And the king of Samaria sees all these blinded soldiers and asks Elisha, should I kill them? And Elisha says, no, feed them a banquet and send them home. So he did that, and the the army stopped um, raiding Israel's territory as a result of this whole exchange. Now, he prayed that the eyes of his servant would be open. And then he prayed that the eyes of the enemies would be blinded. Catch that. The servant wasn't able to see the things of God, and the enemy weren't able to see the men of God to harm them because of the the two uh, supernatural interventions of the Lord. And so, Lord, we pray first that you would open our spiritual eyes to see and to perceive those who are with us in the Spirit to see and perceive and to know when you're guiding us and directing us. Open our spiritual eyes and, Lord, strike our enemies with blindness. Those who would do us harm, those who would lead us astray, those who would harm our children, strike them with blindness so they would not see us or be able to perceive us and to harm us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.